What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 22 of the VIP Gaming Podcast. My name is Vinny Champa, and with me is the optimistic stereo, Michael Goss. How you doing, dude? How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. How I'm doing, doing I'm doing great, dude. We had a fantastic time at PAX this past weekend. Yeah? 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah, it was a great time. I had a great time. <laughs> Something popped up, and I was like, what is I was that? waiting, and then I'm just like, <laughs> yes, I hear yes. nothing, and I'm like... So you right. had a shitty time at PAX with me. I, I get it now. Oh, it all makes it. sense. No, PAX was a great time. I had so much fun. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when oh, we can, get to the games you've been playing. Cannot wait. You can't even contain yourself. I can't. With this excitement? I know, man. And then we also got the hair, Jason Patnot. How you doing, dude? The hair. Good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you feeling about the hair gimmick? Do you do you like that nickname? Or, or yeah, I mean, like I really it? mind. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you can call me hair. whatever you want, honestly. You can call if me a like, shit face. <laughs> all right, Daddy. Yeah, if, if we all had <laughs> logos, <laughs> like if people could, like, if, a, if, you know, our screens came up for people, but they couldn't yeah. see us, and right. our screens just had logos for each other, yeah. then you would just have the VIP gaming podcast Fair. logo. Fair, true. Jason would just be like an outline of a head with hair. <laughs> like, he wouldn't have a face. It'd just be like a blacked right. out hair on top. And then yep. mine would just be a question mark because I'm stuff, something different all the time. Well, you'd just be a car, you know? Car. A car would fit. Oh, yeah. People would be like, all right, car, Michael. It makes sense. You know Michael, what I mean? No, Michael's uh, photo would be... Uh, we have this 2019 Kia Soul here. For you. <laughs> <laughs> would you oh, like it, would, it would be one of those salesman memes, just mm-hmm. slap yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I got this car for you right over here if you want to take a look, you know. can give you the low, low price of $40,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd really yeah. be how they'd be. They're like, you know, really not that bad. Only yeah. half a million. Only, oh, not oh, that. That's it. <laughs> Only half a mil. You know. Uh, you know what? For you, I'll go down to four eighty. How about that? Yeah, yeah honestly. For you, <laughs> nothing else is included. That's like though. every car it all so We're off to a great start. Yeah, I had. Ladies. I've never said any of those things. <laughs> no, you haven't. You no, haven't. No. I'm. I'm so proud of you. Well, we got a shit ton of news, including. Hey, guess what? Coronavirus is still a thing in the gaming industry. Uh, we'll be talking about that. We got a bunch of news about Sony Santa Monica and what the hell's going on with them. A brand new leaked Star Wars game? Question mark. What could that be? Last of Us is becoming a TV series. We'll talk about that a bit. Super Nintendo World is coming to the U.S. of A. And then we will close out the news with the Division Two getting crossplay with Stadia. And for the first time in a long time, we got a topic of the show, which will be what are some of your favorite PlayStation Two memories? And we're doing that because yesterday, uh, March fourth, was the twentieth anniversary of the PlayStation Two coming out. I think that came out in Europe, so like that was the first time the PS Two ever existed, though. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go over some of our memories. Then we'll take uh, some questions. Before we take questions, we're gonna talk about games we've been playing, including all the games we played at PAX East this past weekend. And then uh, after that, you know, we do the classic rigmarole of new games coming out, all that, all that good shit. You know what I mean? But first, we are going to start like we always do with the news. And this week, I'm just gonna go over this briefly because this happened literally immediately after. We finished recording the podcast yesterday, so this is, or not yesterday, last week, so this is kind of old news, but uh, GDC postponed over coronavirus. Those who put on GDC wrote, 
in a uh, statement, quote, after close cons- uh, consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world, we've made the difficult decision to postpone the game developers conference this March. Having spent this past year preparing for the show with our advisory boards, speakers, exhibitors, and event partners, we are generally upset, sorry, genuinely upset and disappointed not to be able to host you at this time. Uh, the official sim- statement kept going on to indicate that the organizers, quote, fully intend to host a GDC event later. Later in the summer, we will be working with our partners to finalize the details, and we'll share more info about our plans in the coming weeks. So we kind of said this last week, right, with uh, when Microsoft, when Sony, when Epic, when everyone was like, hey, guys, we're all um, going to fuck off and not do this, right? So we kind of saw this coming. Yeah, this is absolutely yeah. predicted. Yeah, you absolutely 100% called it last week. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I think it's cool that they didn't just cancel yeah. it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. hopefully coronavirus doesn't uh, keep 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 it going because the next news story, like I said, it sucks this oh. happens. I'm happy they didn't postpone it. Yeah. What? You know, it's kind of somewhat off topic. Coronavirus. Did you know the sales in Corona, the beer, went down by like 30%? Yeah, because I've, I've heard idiots that. Idiots think that it's really the beer that's causing it. Yeah. yeah. Wait. It's not the beer that's causing it. I know. <laughs> oh, my bad. My you've, bad. You've been, you oh, haven't been oh, no. buying it for that reason, right? Oh, exactly. No, I've been far, not far away. Not because it's a terrible beer, just because it's, you know, True. It, it's causing illness. Uh, honestly, all beer's nasty. Prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> beer gross. That's opinion, bro. That's opinion. It, is, it is opinion. It's but highly... you know what? It's the correct opinion. I, I only talk <laughs> in truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, it's uh, that that is really weird that people are like that where they're like, "Hey, let's not buy coronas because something a disease is named coronavirus." I mean, I guess <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say it makes sense, but I, like it would make sense for younger people, but younger people can't buy beer. So <laughs> so I don't know, dude. That's that's, that's a that bad was, choice. That was 30% of the illegal underage people buying yeah. beer. Yeah, so they just can't use their fake IDs anymore. But like, don't do, don't do that, kids. It's not good for you. Just wait till you're 21. But uh, yeah, so GDC it sucks. It's getting canceled. Cool, it's getting rescheduled. We'll see if that actually ends up happening. But the w- new story that we got for this week is that E3 is moving ahead of full speed despite coronavirus and all this you know, chaos going around it. So, regarding coronavirus, the ESA explained to IGN this past week that, quote, everyone is watching the situation very closely. We will continue to be vigilant as our first priority is the health, wellness, and safety of all of our exhibitors and attendees. Given what we know at this time, we are moving ahead full speed with E3 2020 uh, planning. Exhibit and registrations... I don't know what that says. Ales are on track for an exciting show in June. After the statement they after this statement maybe a couple days later, the city of Los Angeles decided, "Hey, um, we're going to declare a state of emergency because of coronavirus." Uh, so the ESA came out again and continued to say, uh, E3 is still planned to proceed in the full statement where they said the health and safety of our attendees, exhibitors, partners, and staff is our top priority. While the ESA continues to plan for a safe and successful E3 show June 9th to June 11th of 2020, we are monitoring and evaluating the situation daily. Our E3 team and partners continue to monitor coronavirus via the CDC and the World Health Organization. We are actively 
assessing the latest information and will continue to develop measures to further reduce health risks at the show. What do you guys think? Is E3 going to get canceled due to coronavirus? It sounds like LA is really trying hard to to do so. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't think so. E3 would probably make, you know. I don't know. I mean, there's a certain point where it's like, why even have an E3? I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, this is the case right now, but if enough people do drop out, it's like, eh, you know, is it worth it? But I don't think it's going to get canceled personally. To my knowledge, I don't think anyone other than Sony has dropped out because... I mean, Sony dropped out just in general. It wasn't because of coronavirus. They just kind of were yeah, like, they we don't want to do last this. Year. With that said, kind of ba- building off of what you just said, like, why... And we've said this before in the past. I feel like if E3 does get canceled here, which isn't because of people dropping out like GDC did. Like, GDC got canceled because of so many people that were dropping out due to coronavirus, right? Whereas E3 right now, they're just debating on dropping out because of, you know, the threat of it in general. There's thousands and thousands of people that go to go to E3. And, like I said, basing off what you were saying, if E3 does go down, I wonder how many people that normally go to E3 are going to do their own conference, quote-unquote, online, like they just do a live stream, or like a Nintendo Direct, or uh, what PlayStation's been doing with their state of plays. And then if they do do that, how how does that affect future E3s? Because we've, uh, we've talked before, will E3 die, period. Um, but I feel like it could be the final nail in the coffin if a bunch of people because E3 is canceled, decide to do their own thing, and they're like, huh, well, we didn't really lose much from not being at E3, and we saved a shit ton of money by just doing it ourselves. I don't think they're going to have all these announcements and stuff. I think that they're just going to... Like, I don't think everybody's going to go have their individual conference. I think they're going to end up just getting all of their stuff together, making commercials, and that's it. They're probably not going to do one. So so you don't think they're going to have conferences in L.A.? Correct. Okay. I, so. I think they're just going to go and do the... Uh, well, that would officially... Commercials like, and stuff, and then just... Like, if, if that was... If they don't do E3, that's what's going to happen. They'll just launch all their commercials right. for all these things, and then that's it. But do you think they will do E3? Because if they do E3, that means everyone's going into this one area in L.A. to go do all these big conferences in person where they have all hands-on demos. Well, not all hands-on, but a lot of games will have hands-on demos with all these games similar to PAX. Well, I think if they handle it like PAX did, um, I think it'll be fine. I think they'll have it done. Yeah. I'm I'm curious if this is going to happen. Jason, what do, you, what do you think? I don't know. Um, hmm... And like, if, if E3 does go down this year, say for hypothetical E3 is not is being canceled this year due to coronavirus, does that affect next year's E3? I don't think so. Uh, I think it might. I mean, you know, if E3 is shut down this year um, and companies don't really see any huge decline in, like, you know, I don't know, maybe interest or something like that with their product, then I don't think that they're really going to care for an E3 next year. Do I think it's going to go away? Probably not, at least, you know, for the near future. Um, I think it's going to be 
eventually I think it's just that everyone's just going to know everything, um, you know, right as soon as all news comes out just because of technology. So uh, E3 is just going to kind of be like, eh, you know, not worth it. Yeah. I think it's... Sorry. Keep going. So I think what's going to happen is if they don't have an E3 and then, like you said, if all of those companies have their own conferences... Um, they'll probably base their percentages from last year when they did E3 to this year if they don't, and then that'll probably determine if they go to E3 or have an E3 next year. Well, that's what I'm thinking, is because if you, if, for example, it gets canceled this year, and then say, let's say, I don't know, for example, Bethesda, right? Mm-hmm. They, they normally go to E3 every single year, they show off whatever their new titles are, like, they said Elder Scrolls Six is going to come out. They said Starfield. They showed a bunch of other really cool games, like Deathloop, I think, was one of them. I don't remember. They, they had a bunch of cool cool titles there. How different would that really be if they just did a live stream of it and they don't have an audience? And, I mean, the way we consume E3 is, for the most part, most people, the majority of people, consume E3 by watching it at home on their TV, mm-hmm. on Twitch, or on Mixer, or on YouTube, or whatever, right? So I feel right. like them going to a physical place, although it's like nice fanfare, and it's cool to be able to allow people to play the games right then and there, I don't think they would lose much. Uh, just staying at home, except for, you know, the the quote-unquote fanfare, I guess. But also, they save a shit ton of money because they don't have to go to E3. Fair enough. See, if I was a company going, and, you know, E3 got canceled, if then I would probably do a conference, and then when I do that conference, I would probably get a list of all of the people that were going to do all the hands-on stuff, and probably send, like, demo codes to them so that they could still get those experiences that is, in. That is an ex- interesting point to bring up too because a lot of the time we get uh, you know, a bunch of people like IGN or, you know, all the big companies that review games for, you know, their publications uh, they wouldn't have that opportunity to go to E3 and then, you know, do what they need to do um, to demo the games and be able to talk about it on their programming. So I'm curious how they would handle that. Because, yeah, you're right, that they wouldn't be able to go there and play the games and talk about it. They would only be able to see exactly what we're seeing. So I don't know how right. they would do that. Maybe they could do something like that. That's what I would do, just to get all the product out there and um, make it like known that the consumer is the more important aspect of that whole thing. The whole reason they have that is for the consumers, so that they can see what you know, product they're getting. And if you can send them demos to the people who are going to be there, um, then that allows you to have, you know, uh, people get to touch it and see it and they get to see how it feels and it really helps getting it out there. So I guess if, if they didn't have an E3 and I was company going, that's probably what I would do. Right. I wonder how this would affect demos in general because I feel like demos have forever been forgotten for the most part, right? I remember Xbox 360, I'm pretty sure, was the console that required every game to have pretty much. a demo. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. You guys let me know. Um, but I'm pretty sure they did. And I always thought that was really cool because then you can try the game before you buy it and want to play it. I also remember when the Game Awards happened this past week, or not past week, this past year, 
they did this something really cool, which no one's ever done before, where every single, like, new game they showed that wasn't, like... Every new game they showed that was coming out soonish on Steam, they would give, like, for that entire weekend, they would give, like, 48 hours to allow you to play, like, a demo of those games. So mm-hmm. I'm curious if E3 does go down the shitter in the long term, if that'll be a thing that they start doing. Like, hey, guess what? E3 doesn't exist. There's no one place to go to to hang out and try all these games. But for the next 48 hours, you can go on your Xbox, your PlayStation, and your PC and just try out demos of these games. Right. That's that would be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be, like, you know, I mean, I think that would be cool just for anyone even that couldn't go to E3 because right. it still keeps mm-hmm. them involved. Um, but, you know, they don't have to pay for everything to get to E3. So I think that would be a cool idea. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I really can't. The thing is, in a selfish standpoint, I don't want, quote, E3 to die. Because I think it would, even though it's probably not a, a thing that's, like, logical, because you wait and, we think waiting in PAX East lines are long. I could only imagine E3 lines. Oh, so, God. I could only imagine. And we're, but, we're there on Sunday where there's probably the least amount of people. Yeah. And, like, we think that's long, but, like, imagine E3. But even with that said, like, one day I would like to say, hey, I've been to an E3 before. So, like, yeah. selfishly, I, I, I would like it to exist. But if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, I feel like it makes just the most sense financially to just stay home and do your own thing and and right. reap mostly the same reward and save a shit ton of money. Because what did I say before? I think when I read it, there was like $10,000 per square foot. Something like that, yeah. Which is so, insane. I think if I was one of those bigger companies, you know, like Sony or... Microsoft and we had our own like production studio type thing, yeah. right? And E three wasn't happening. I'd probably, you know, obviously it's a business, so charge smaller businesses that don't have stuff like that to come in and launch all their stuff as well. That's actually a really cool idea. Like I could see Xbox like I mean Xbox is at E three, but they're doing it in their own building. Right. So they're not paying they're not paying the ESA jack shit. Except for I think they might have some like booths in in the ESA's, like, area. Right. So, like, they're paying them for that. Right. But, like, that would actually be a really cool idea where they, if E3 does stop existing and all these smaller, uh, like, developers, like, whether they're AA or, you know, indie developers, they would be like, all right, hey, how about, you know, we feature your your game in our Xbox? I mean, they kind of already do that, right? At E3, I mean, like, yeah. Xbox will put on a conference and we'll see, like, I don't know. Bulletstorm there. That, that's not a good example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, you'll you're see not, you're not only seeing, but then yeah. all the you'll see third-party titles third too. Third-party games that are going to their systems. Yeah, see that's well then yeah. So all of the developers that have third-party games with our console if, in that way, um, I would bring them in and be like, hey, here's your area. This is yeah. where you're gonna show off your game, and yeah. With that said, too, and I also am curious. I feel like the ESA definitely doesn't want to cancel E3 this year because it's a console release year. So, like, Xbox for sure would not want to probably miss that. I mean, again, they're in their own studio, so they're probably going to do it regardless. Not studio, but their own building. So they're probably going to do it regardless. But, like, that's a lot of press that E3 would get if, uh, you know, having a console release during your time. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I I hope it doesn't close down, but I, I think there's no real way to know. Like you said, with it being a console year, I don't think they're going to cancel it because that's too much. That's too much money to be made for uh, for a conference to be releasing consoles. Like yeah, it's it's too much equity to be made with that. So I don't think I, they'll cancel it either. I guess it's worth bringing up here too that like. In a kind of comparison to E3, when Michael and I went to PAX this past weekend, and he brought it up a little bit earlier, like, PAX East was right on top. Like, a lot of people were like, should PAX East get canceled because of coronavirus? And everyone's like, well, I mean, I'm not going to say everyone, but we were like, no, because it's just a, a thing that can be preventable. And, hope- like, not yeah. many people are crossing over from, like, China to come to to right. Boston to play some games there for the most part. I, there could totally be someone that did, uh, and we don't know yet, but we went and they were, the staff at PAX East was on top of it. Like every single time yeah. we played any game, yeah. anytime so anyone went every, on the kiosk, every they use, would wipe it down. Yeah. Every use of anything got wiped down with, uh, like Clorox wipes and like, it was like sterilized stuff. It was crazy how like, Intense I'm, they were on wiping everything down. It was, we even ha- went up an escalator at one point. They literally have a person standing working the escalator of just constantly wiping. Just that has down. a wipe on like the rails of the escalator. Wow, yeah, crazy. So yeah. like they were one hundred percent on top of it, and they were like, "All right, we get that this is a concern." So yeah, so wow. they were wiping everything. So it was pretty crazy. And I think if E3 went that same route, they could definitely get away with it as long as they're being uh, conscious about it. Like PAX was, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, So we got our next story, which is the former head of Sony Santa Monica is leaving. And where are they going? They're going to Google Stadia to run their own new dev team. So we'll see how this goes. Let's let's read through it, and then we'll discuss. Former God of War... 2018 executive producer Shannon Studstill is set to lead a new Google Stadia Games in Entertainment Studio in Vista, California. Announced by Jade Raymond, uh, VP Stadia Games and Entertainment, Studstill Studio will, quote, focus on delivering exclusive games using new gameplay mechanics, creative ways to play together, and unique interaction models that we're just starting to explore. While we're not ready to share specific games specific game plans yet rest assured we are listening to what gamers want and adding our own stadia twists to create new ip and experiences stud still has been in the games industry since 1995 where she has worked on titles such as twisted metal god of war 1 2 3 god of war 2018 the order 1886 journey and more so real quick twisted Mm -hmm. metal i would love for another game of that honestly yeah it's been forever so I haven't played one, but I've heard they were really fun. I think the last time they made one was PS3. If I'm you know what I have played, though? We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Favorite PS2 games. You're you know stupid. what I have played? Hey, I we'll get there. We'll get know. there. But what do you guys think of this? So there's a lot to kind of take out of this. So God of War executive producer. So she was like the big dog running God of War. Mm-hmm. Next to Corey Barlog. I forgot what his core mm-hmm. title is. But she's, she's fucking off from Sony, she's going to Stadia to form her own game studio there. What do you guys so, think? So, all I have to say is 
That must be one hell of a paycheck to be leaving Sony to Google, yeah. honestly. I'm sure that's a shit ton of money she got. Oh, I'm sure she's got... There's no way you're leaving a position like that to go work for another company if you're not getting more. Yeah. Well, see, like, I think that kind of shows a little bit on Google because, like, you know, in the past, Google Stadia has been kind of like, uh, in terms of some stuff that they've been doing. Yep. But the fact that they're getting um, the head of Sony f- uh, for at least, you know, those uh, those games, you know, I think it just shows a lot in where Google's going with... Uh, you know google stadia um but then at the same time how you guys are saying you know that must be one hell of a paycheck like maybe honestly google just pretty much gave her an offer that she couldn't refuse and she was like yeah sure like i'll take it you know so i i 100 percent agree with that but i do think that this shows that stadia is serious right because mm-hmm. uh, people have said forever and i'm not going to say that i'm I'm also faulty of it too, saying, God damn, dude, what is Stadia doing? Because they haven't really done anything since launch in November, and that's five, six months. It's almost been half a year now. Uh, but with that said, like people are like, all right, Stadia's dead and buried. Leave it alone. Forget about it. It doesn't exist. But them purchasing, oh, I guess that's a shitty way of saying it, them contracting <laughs> this person to work for them, and build their own studio, right? Like, they're, they're making their own, quote-unquote, Sony Santa Monica here is essentially what Stadia is trying to do here. And that shows that they're at least years... Uh, they're going to give Stadia at least three to four years of existence because games don't get made overnight, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I am interested to see... What she does there, and who else could be involved? Because I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know a whole lot of uh, names in the who make games. I know some of them, but knowing that she, what she has done with God of War, 2018, which is a lot of people's game of the year that year, a lot of people's game of the, you know, console generation, including mine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued to see what they do there. We shall see what Stadia does. Do you think Stadia will ever pull out? Not not pull out and, and like leave. Do you think they'll come out and not like blow us away at some point? If the numbers don't make sense for them, they probably will. But uh, depending, it depends on how you know. Obviously, their launch isn't very good, but um, we'll have to see long run. Really, I I think they will. I mean, it's Google. I don't know how. I don't know how Google does it, but they somehow make, you know, lots of money for reasons that people don't understand. So sure. I think they will. They definitely they, have the funds for it. They sure shit do. That's why they're able to get into this. Yeah. I, I, I think they're doing this because they also want to be in the conversation of Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, Stadia. Like, they want to be on that on that kind of, like, ranking. And they want to be a premium console. Yet. Right. But without yeah. the console and be in... You know, they want to put themselves in that same situation, whereas right now, people are like, yeah, you got Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo, and then there's also Stadia, if you, this you is, know. Honestly, this is probably where Google loses the most money, because people are more focused on Sony, Xbox, Nintendo, this from the most beginning of the year, really. 
because that's yeah. when a lot of stuff happens like for these next four or five months really it's all know. console talk you know i i am really intrigued to see what they do in the future because we haven't seen anything yet i mean they did guilt which was that one little like essentially an indie game which i'm not saying that in a bad way but it's a small bite-sized experience and from what i've heard it's not that like killer of an app anyway so like it's not it's not something you really need but i don't know we'll see uh moving on guess what she left santa monica guess what sony does they name a new person to run sony santa monica uh, in a statement to IGN, Santa Monica Studio has announced Yumi Yang, a 19-year veteran at PlayStation. When I first read that, I thought they said a 19-year-old at PlayStation. I was like, a 19-year-old you is going to be the I, head of PlayStation, huh? I thought that huh? same thing, too, and I was like, <laughs> holy crap. And then I was like, 19-year vet. And I was like, wait, if they're 19. I was like, oh, wait, all right. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? Oh, my God. They have that a 19-year-old would... running the biggest, one of the biggest uh, publishing studios of Oh my god, that kid would be richer than uh, Bill Gates, honestly. It'd be ridiculous. But yeah, Yumi Yang, a 19-year veteran at PlayStation, (laughs) quote, with an extensive background in product development and heavy involvement across many of Santa Monica Studios' biggest games, quote, as the next studio head for Santa Monica location. Uh... Going on this quote, her project management prowess and meticulous oversight of 2018's God of War helped the title fully realize its groundbreaking potential. A spokesperson said in the statement, quote, after nearly two decades and countless substantial contributions to Santa Monica Studios' rich legacy, Yumi has the unquestioned respect and trust of her peers. With her vast experience and deep understanding of the studio's distinct creative DNA, she is perfectly positioned to lead Santa Monica Studio to a bold and exciting future cool imagine just going to work one day you know you have like your coffee in one hand and you're like drowsing you're like hey you just got a new job you're now the head of this uh <laughs> you know this uh branch of the company sweet you're promoted you're gonna have to run the new game that oh whatever God. probably god of war too have fun right. they would because be like hey you're the head now i mean so I'm let's a... go talk about your new pay your new pay plan yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming fat. that's probably what happened because, you know, the person left there that was in charge. So then they were just kind of like, "Uh, you're in charge." And so yeah. it's like, it's like, all right, cool. You know, right, honestly, who's right underneath her? Yeah, give it to them. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's it's also kind of a selfless thing for her to move from Sony to Google because, you know, people can't move up if you don't move out. So, it yeah, if, if she just you know retired there. That Those was probably two? the coolest thing you've ever said, by the way. What? <laughs> I don't even know what you said now. He you said can't it, move up if you can't yeah. move out. It, yeah, coolest thing you've ever that. said. People, I said people can't move or up they if die, they don't move out. <laughs> that's <laughs> obviously a lesser <laughs> viable option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, sure I'm sure people have killed for that, killed, literally killed for those positions, so... I don't know if they have. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not those positions, but like I'm sure someone's tried to kill somebody for a position. I mean, it's possible, but I think they'd be in jail after yeah. trying to do that. Probably are. Yeah. Well. Anyway, but um, yeah. So uh, because she leaves, you know, gives somebody an opportunity to be in that position, and then you know people can continuously move up. Other way, otherwise, they pro they both probably would have retired together. And just, yeah. you know, well, so. 
I'm sure she has. She's uh, ready for God of War two. We don't know that's officially in development, but I mean, come on now, come on. Well, that game I mean, is definitely being developed. If she was part of the 2018 one, I'm sure she's ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she's ready. Good luck to her. You better make the game as good as the first one, because boy, God, am I excited for it. Yeah. Next story. There's a leaked Star Wars game, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Star Wars Project Maverick has seemingly leaked on the European PlayStation Network, and it appears to be an unannounced game. Oh, my God. I get it. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. The listing after. was shown on the European PSN backend with a logo that shows a bunch of X-Wings going after a Star Destroyer. It's also really cool, so go check out the IGN article with uh, Star Wars Project Maverick because it looks dope. The listing doesn't appear on the public store, but its details can still be scrapped by services like this bot that was being used to find it. These, quote, hidden listings have also recently outed the likes of Resident Evil 3 ahead of its official announcement. Uh, last month, we heard that EA had canceled a Star Wars game codenamed Viking in 2019, but that's a, quote, smaller, more unusual project, they said, and it was still in the works at EA Motive in Montreal, which is possible that is what Project Maverick is. What do you guys think? You guys in for another Star Wars game? Absolutely. Yeah, I love the Star Wars universe. Great time. <laughs> sure is. Uh, uh, so what I was going to say... As if anybody's ever seen Top Gun, one of the pilots' uh-huh. name is Maverick. Yeah. And if it's a gunfight, uh, that's exactly fight what I'm thinking. Style. What this game is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I, I'm happy that there's more Star Wars stuff, but that's not what I want my Star Wars games to be. Like I'm, I'm sure. assuming, I'm assuming that's what this game is going to be, just based off the picture. Like I said, a bunch of X-wings going after a Star Destroyer, and it looks like it is going to be a. Hey, you're constantly flying in this in this whatever you want to be X-wing, Millennium Falcon. I, I don't think you know. it would be just hey, that. I mean, you don't know. It could be fun. Could be really it, fun. It 100 could be. And Battlefront Two has the new one has all those vehicles too that you can fuck around in as well, which I haven't really done yeah, because that's dumb. That's dumb. when I oh that's dumb. Yeah, that's much different compared to Battle Battlefront Two. Oh my god. Whew. Oof. Battlefront 2 is great, dude. You know what I well, mean? Well, I guess the original. Not, yeah, fuck the you original. Know, so, like... the, so the original Battlefront 2, uh, no, you, no, had, no. you did both. You played... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh-huh. Well, That's it, true. We are, we are anyway. going to get to it anyway, in the topic I, of the show. I, I think this new one's going to have both. I think you'll have dogfights, but you'll so. also have... Um, you know, ground missions. The only reason I don't think that's going to be the case is because when they canceled that title, like I said, they said they're still working on a, uh, what was it, smaller, more unusual project. And I feel like that kind of fits this or that definition, right? Like, you can make a small game that's just flight in Star Wars land. And, I mean, how? when was the last time we saw a dogfighting space you know, you know what I mean? Like the, I know, those kind of games don't exist anymore. Whereas, like you know, back in N sixty four days, you had pod racing on N sixty four. Oh my yeah, that god, that was some that, fun game. I never played really it, but fun. I wish I did. I, I would games. take a pod. This is pod racing. I wish that I could get that in a uh, new uh, new game. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd go for a pod game. racing game over that. Yeah. Over over Different, like they this. remade. You know, stuff. Yeah, that'd be sick if they did that. I don't know. We'll see, though. I'm always down from new Star Wars games, though. So. Oh, same. But I, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on it. And By the way, I th- totally think this is legit, because if this same people leaked Resident Evil 3, and then, like, a month or two later, Resident Evil 3 got announced, 
kind of believe it. Well, I guess we'll see in a month or two. I guess we will. Uh, next story, which I'm very excited about. The Last of Us series is getting, or is in the works for a series on HBO. Craig Mazin, the creator of the acclaimed limited series Chernobyl. Did either of you watch that? No. Nope. Um, I've heard so many people love that. No, it was like a mini series on HBO. There was like four episodes or something. No. I, I watched the movie, but I didn't watch the show. I should have, though. Cause my, I know my mom did. My mom and sister were, like, in love with it. They were like, this is literally the best thing I've ever but seen in my life. Four episodes. Yeah, I know. Well, it's like, a, it's like you know, a bunch of small mini-movies. I don't know, dude. Everyone. Well, they did that on purpose. It's not like you got canceled. Yeah, they, yeah. They were like, like we got four though. episodes. I don't know. I'm excited. Well, whatever. That guy is making this, is reteaming with HBO to adapt to The Last of Us, the massive Sony PlayStation video game franchise. In case you guys didn't know that, that's what they wrote, not me. Uh, the writer and creative director of the game, Neil Druckerman, this is actually super cool, is also involved and will work with Mazin to pen and executive produce what is intended to be a series. Carolyn, Carol, Carolyn Strauss will also executive produce along with Evan Wells, the president of Naughty Dog, the Santa Monica-based developer of the game. So I think that's kind of the coolest part here is the fact that, I mean, other than that we're going to be getting The Last of Us fucking TV show. That's awesome. Honestly, they, I they didn't play Last it. of Us, but I'm... God, Michael, you, too. I'm you just sorry. broke my heart. I'm sorry. You just I'll, broke my heart. I'll make it up to you. You have a PS4. You have no excuse. <laughs> no <true>. excuse. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But anyway... Um, I'm no, not honestly, but anyway. No excuses. <laughs> honestly, I'm really excited for this. Like, this is probably a zombie show I'll watch. I feel like this is what everyone wanted The Walking Dead to be after season three. Yeah. And I and I think that, especially with it being on HBO, where they can go out and do whatever the fuck they want, Although I think it could be really good. So, although, I think that... Um, it being a series, it's probably going to upset some people because people probably want to see it as the game was, and they're probably not going to do that. They'll probably what do you mean? Of it. You know, they'll probably keep some of it scripted towards the game a little bit. Oh, sure, sure. But obviously, they're going to stretch it out. And I, I believe I did read they said they are going to start with like the beginnings of The Last of Us, the game. So like slight spoilers for the last of us like they're gonna talk about the very beginning of the game where they wake up and the outbreak first mm -hmm. happens right so i don't know where they'll go from that but it is focused on joel and ellie for the record okay um so but, it's focused on the two main characters that are in right but i think um the story might differ um from the game to the series yeah i don't think I it'll think be a, a carbon of, copy no but i think a lot of people might be a little upset about that but i think overall people might still be in love with the show just because it's you know a number one game pretty much mm. you know it's really amazing because like i'm thinking about what they might make with the show like where it might go and like even though they're video game characters like i just have such an attachment to like you know the characters in there like even though they're completely made up you know like the face and like you know the voice like you just you have an attachment so like when someone puts that as like an actual tv show it's just it's hard to adapt like and it's amazing how that how that's the case but so, i don't know it just is yeah honestly that's honestly if you're making a game like that that's in you knocked it out of the park oh absolutely killed it yeah i mean i think that's the coolest thing about video games when they do it right is that they can hit you the exact same way if not even more 
than movies and TV because you're in this journey with the, these characters for this example mm-hmm. specifically for 30 plus hours, right? Mm-hmm. And you're playing this story and you learn through it all and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it gets fucking insane. And you're like, God damn, dude, I literally feel for these people. And now with it being transferred over to a setting that's going to be more widely available to people because even though video games have gotten more and more popular over the years, I would still say that you know, TV and movies and entertainment in that sort of area is a lot more popular for people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but with all that said, I think this, as long as this first series goes well, this will absolutely set them up to carry on this Last of Us 1 series and corpor- you know, incorporate it in with Last of Us 2 when the game comes out and they can expand on that too the only concern i have and it's not really concerns not the right word but like the only i don't i don't know what i'm trying to say but with them having the guy that made chernobyl which everyone loved but like i said was a mini series of three to four episodes i'm wondering if that's what this show will be it'll be like hey here's five episodes and that's it which may be fine may not be i don't know but, i don't think so i think this will be much longer much yeah. longer, I think. Do you think it'll be a season-by-season season thing? I think it could be. As long as they do it right, I think... Um, as, as long as they do it right, I think this could be abs- could absolutely be a season-by-season season, uh, show. They just gotta... That's where I said that it could be different, because they're gonna have to stretch it out a little bit longer, you know. Maybe right. make some filler things in between, you know, uh, maybe where cutscenes cut were and stuff, so... No. I don't I didn't obviously I didn't play the game so I don't know what you know, yeah transpires throughout the game but I think that as long as they you know set it up correctly and they stretch it out and they'll have like I'm sure there'll be some filler episodes where nothing crazy happens but enough happens for to yeah. be so um, I think we'll allow it to be a season by season show for sure I also think the really important part is, and I want to bring this up because I think it's really cool and it doesn't really happen, is that the writer and creative director of The Last of Us is going to be working on this in addition to Craig Mazin, who made Chernobyl, which doesn't happen in these kind of video game TV movie crossovers really ever, which is a lot of the reason why people get pissed off when these things come out. Like most video game movies... Minus a few exceptions like Detective Pikachu and Sonic now. Everyone loves Sonic now. Um, I haven't seen yet. I haven't either. I kind of want to. Uh, not a, not enough to go to not enough to go to the movies, but I do kind of want to see it. So whenever it comes to Netflix, I'll check it out. But I think it's really cool that they're going to be doing this and having the writer of The Last of Us on this project too, because that way it'll keep the authenticity. Of the Last of Us brand, right? Right, and I think like I'm I'm sure games are do the have some similarities to movies. You know where uh, maybe there's scenes and stuff that get cut out or left out because it doesn't fit well. This gives um this gives a perfect opportunity to take those scenes and rework them and maybe put them into the show where it couldn't put them into the game because either the game would have been too long or it didn't make sense. But now he can rework it and make have it make sense in a show, and it can be. That'll help with making a series, uh, a season by season based show. So that makes sense. Jason, do you think this will succeed or fail? You're the Last of Us expert here. I think it would do all right. I mean, you know, like it's uh, there's not a lot of shows out there 
that are like so bad that like literally like they're taken off like you know let's say hbo for example like you know there's not a lot of shows like that but do i think it's gonna be like the greatest show probably not Mm -hmm. um but i think it'll do all right yeah i also think this is my last point and i think this is really important for this will be able to sell so many more PlayStation 5s, because I assume this will be out there once PS5 is already out. I can't imagine it's going to come out this fall, guys. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they'll be able to sell so many consoles. Just be like, hey, you know this TV show you're watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a video game, and it's really badass here. And you can play it on PS5, Last of Us 1 and 2. So come check it out. Mm. And I feel like that could sell a shit ton of consoles for them, if it succeeds. Mm, true. Right. Good point, good point. Anyways, that's The Last of Us. I can't wait to see when it comes out. Next story, which I am very excited about. <laughs> this is really cool. Super Nintendo World is coming to the USA. Universal Studios has announced plans to open Super Nintendo World lands at its parks in Hollywood and Orlando over the next several years. The first Super Nintendo World will open in Osaka, Japan this summer, with California and Florida to follow in 2021 and 2023. While specifics on the U.S. parks is scarce, the details on attractions and experiences at the Japanese versions are any indication there will be plenty of Mario uh, Maniacs to get excited about. You guys want to hear some of them? They're pretty cool. I'm yeah, excited for sure. this. Real life Mario Kart. No longer Ooh. merely the stuff of viral video games or your road rage fantasy. Super Nintendo World promises to utilize cutting edge technology to put you in the driver's seat in a high speed attraction based on the addictive racing game. I'm so excited. <laughs> I bet. So I bet there's like a little screen that comes up when you're racing yeah. and it, it'll do the little whole thing. Yeah. And then an uh, item pops up, and that's the item you get. And you can either flick it up or flick it back to choose the direction it goes. Yeah. That will be sick. That'd be cool, too, if it shows, like... I mean, I don't know. At the same time, though, like, if people are driving, like, go-karts, it's not like... Or, you know, it's not like... I'm wondering yeah, if it's going to be on but... re- on rails or if it'll be a free-form thing like uh, go-karts. Uh, you know, that was like, that's a good point because, you know, what if you hit someone with a shell and they spin out and there's someone yeah. right behind them they're just gonna get bro imagine yeah, if you spin I mean... out you actually spin like that'd be pretty nuts <laughs> like that's they, where they, I if you think... attach to something it's like yeah where well see that's where, where my thoughts were is because like so now you spin out and then you can just get absolutely wrecked by someone behind you yeah moving easy dude fast. just get that blue turtle shell you know what i mean <laughs> God, Unless, that would like, piss me off even more in person. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, so I feel like I feel like there's going to be something there where you don't actually spin out. Maybe you slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they'll use vehicle technology where it kind of, like, slows you down when it senses someone, you know, stopping right. or whatever so that you can go around them without hitting them, but I don't know. I don't know. The, that that would be my concern is that if you really spin out, and then my my worry is, ah oh, crap, someone's not gonna be paying attention and just rail me because yeah. they're moving fast and aren't paying attention. We got another part of it that says enter the game. Attendees, I think this is really cool. Attendees will be able to purchase one of six Mario themed quote power up bands that will turn wandering 
the park into an interactive experience. Pound question blocks, collect coins, and take part in key challenges, allowing visitors who have located enough virtual keys to team up for boss battles. All of this incredible interactive content will be tracked in a downloadable app and uploadable to a Nintendo Switch, indicating the adventure might continue outside the park. Oh, that also sounds that's cool. That awesome. sounds that would sound that'd be awesome if you could bring so, a Switch in there and do yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that's cool. like a worldwide like scavenger hunt. Yeah, dude. Sweet. I can just imagine going into like Bowser's castle with like six random people that you're like, yo, dude, I got this piece of the puzzle. Yo, do you have the other? Do you have the other? Like, oh imagine how cool that would be. That would be sick. Honestly, yeah. that'd be pretty sick. Uh, heavy Mario theming, obviously. While Nintendo isn't calling the place Mario World, it seems the name would fit. The Japanese park is built around the Mushroom Kingdom, such as the Wizarding World hangs on detailed rendering of Diagon Alley. Expect a land littered with warp pipes, floating question blocks, chomping piranha plants, and recreations of Peach's Castle and Bowser's Fortress. That sounds really cool, too. Cool. Yoshi's Adventures. If you always dreamed of exploring the world from the back of a dinosaur with a weird-ass tongue. <laughs> That's funny. They put that there. <laughs> uh, this family-friendly ride will reportedly allow visitors to climb into Yoshi's saddle and hightail it through the Mushroom Kingdom. That's awesome. And then the last thing they listed, snap a selfie with Peach. It wouldn't be a theme park without co uh, costumed cast members wandering about. Nintendo has confirmed the Japanese park will feature visits from the likes of Toad, so it's a safe bet you'll be able to collect autographs from your favorite Mario All-Stars in the U.S. as well. Probably not All I'm saying is, but... I can't wait to see uh, Universal Studios from space. Because, right? uh, you know, they're probably that fucking big at this point. Like, Most likely. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, so, I've never been, but I know it's stupid expensive to go, and I, it's only going to get that much more expensive once this is built. So 2020, uh, you know, I'll say 2025 so we get some money in those less lines. We going, boys? Uh, 2025, well, you know what I mean? Well, if it's 2020, if California's getting 2021, I have a cousin that lives in L.A. Oh, that there you go. We could go and crash. Okay, all right, going. Yeah. Do we do we get yeah. a free room and board? Is that what is that what you're saying? Well, maybe. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. All right. I'm down, dude. I, this actually sounds really dope, though. I'm really excited for this. It does. It sounds sick. I'm ready for it, dude. Last story of the day: The Division Two is getting crossplay with Stadia. On March 17th, did the... Uh, I'm doing that every fucking week now, dude. On March 17th, The Division 2 will be released on Google Stadia and will have full crossplay with the PC version of the game, ensuring a more substantial player pool on launch day. To take advantage of this crossplay functionality, purchasers will need to link their Stadia account to their Uplay account, which will also grant cross-progression between both versions. I think this is actually really dope. Yeah, there's not much to say, mm. but I think this is the best way a Stadia is going to sell themselves, right? I Absolutely. mean, let's be real here. Do uh -huh. people still play The Division? Because yes, dude. Mm. Do people love The Division? Anyway, I it's mean... It's like Destiny. Uh, it's like Destiny. I what do you know. fucking mean? I don't know. I have Like, I don't know. It's hard because, like... I don't pay attention to the player base of games after, like, it's already, like, being released, like, so, I don't know. To me, I'm like, I don't know anyone who plays sure. The Division. My, but, yeah. I guess. My boss bought it and played it for probably, like, two weeks and beat it and hasn't played it since, so. They just came out with a big-ass, like, DLC update this past week, so. Maybe. I'll have they're to probably trying him, to get ahead of that. 
But, uh, I, but think, I think it's really cool that they're getting crossplay with PC to begin with because, yeah, it's true Stadia doesn't have as many people playing on it. So having more people to play with there is a cool thing. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, though, besides, you know, having that PC crossplay is that, um, you know, you have the cross progression between Agreed. the two. So that's huge. Yeah. Like if you couldn't bring, if you had to start over every time, yeah. you know, between the two, that'd be really annoying and just be a pain in the ass. So it's nice that they, you know, made it so that you have, you know, where you were on the U play is where you're gonna be when you do cross. And I so. feel like that's the biggest advantage of to this, and this is where I'm gonna give Stadia props, is that this is how I feel like most people right now would want to play a Stadia. Right? They go yeah. there. When they're not at their computer, when they're not at their Xbox, their PlayStation, and they can play elsewhere, and then they can use cross-progression. I mean, that's what we've already always said about xCloud, right? We're like, yeah. hey, it'd be cool to play in my Xbox or on my PC, but if I can't, what do I do? You have the same progress on your phone, on your whatever, and that's what this is doing. And exactly. I feel like that's how Stadia will work best. Yep, that's what they had to do. We'll had see to. if that keeps going. We'll see if it keeps going. I hope they do, because I... I I like Stadia at its core. They're just not doing great. So we normally don't do this. The news is over. The news is over. We haven't done this in quite a bit, but we're going to do it now. We got a topic of the show this week, and it's a fun one. It's the 20-year anniversary of PlayStation 2, and we are going to talk about some of our favorite PlayStation 2 memories. Should Let's just uh, we'll just go randomly, all right? Let's go. My uh, Jason, you go first. Pick pick a memory of yours that you you remember and you enjoy about your PlayStation Two days. How old were we then? All right, all right, all right. Uh, were we like oof. ten, maybe? Uh, when, when did it come out? Probably right? even. So, I think it was like well, I think twenty it was years seven, ago. eight, maybe seven, eight around. Um, I mean, I also probably didn't get it right when it came out. Yeah. But, um, it was. I'm sure around there. March fourth, two thousand. Good God. So Damn. yeah, there. I was I like, I didn't think it was that. I, well, you know. I'd be well, like five, it is. Probably last I would year be was. Two. Last well, year I, was. I mean, yeah. yesterday oh, was. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday was the, you know, twentieth year, so it would only make yeah. sense. That's I'm, a great listen, point. Listen, Michael, <laughs> I, we're not all that advanced. I, okay? So when I you're asked, the only smart one in here. <laughs> when I asked, when did it come out? I was like, oh yeah, yesterday was the twentieth anniversary. So, <laughs> duh. That is a fantastic ago. point. So. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's actually really yeah, I, I was all right. Too. Critical yeah. thinking is a hard thing to do. Okay? I guess so. I guess so. No, okay. Anyway, so about my PS2, right? So I remember uh, my aunt, um, who we don't really see that much. She lives down south. Um, she sent us a package for Christmas, and we were like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And me, me, my brother, and my sister. And we open it up, it's PS2, we're like, whoa, that's fucking awesome. You know, the usual. And yeah. uh, me, my brother, and my sister, we all got three different games. So I got um, uh, Ratchet and Clank. My sister got, uh, what was that called? It was like t- um, Tack or something like that. It was, hold Tekken? on. Jack. It was oh, Jack. Jack. I think Jack. it was the original Jack. Jack. Yeah, and um, so she got that, and then my brother got Crash Bandicoot. Nice, and pretty so, good lineup there. Yeah, so uh, Jack was like okay. I remember, you know, we were all young, and so we didn't really understand the game that much. 
But Ratchet and Clank and Crash Bandicoot, we were crazy about. Like, we'd spend all day playing these games. And, you know, Ratchet and Clank was one of my best memories and best games. I just like that game a lot. It was, like, just a story-based game, and you just go through it. But then there were, like, hidden collectibles and hidden yeah. things that you could do. And it was just really fun, uh, you know. I've played Crash Bandicoot, like, now, because they came out the remaster, and I got it on Switch, and I, and I think it's fun. I just don't... The only thing I didn't like was when they make you do those levels that you're running at the screen... Cause I, I would like yeah, to jump and hard. then I would miss and I'm like this is they're just hard, fucking hard. stupid. Those are so but hard. Other than that, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, no, Crash. I mean, yeah, I mean they were both wicked good games and you know it's funny because when you are young and you have these like you know my aunt got me this game, did no research on this game, had no idea what this game was, was about. Like I just got it as a present and so I played it yeah. and then like ten years later you know. You go in, it's like, yeah, that was, like, you know, you look online, best PS2 games, and it's up yeah. there. You know, it's just like, wow. Like, you know, when I was playing it back then, I was just like, wow, this game's great. But, like, then, you know, it turned out to be one of the best games on there. So, uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, uh, I also played Battlefront and Battlefront 2, uh, the originals, uh, a lot with my brother. Um, there you go. You know, I, I don't know how he does it, but he remembers the cheat codes by heart. And um, on the, uh, it's like a certain uh, pattern of pressing buttons. That's actually kind of insane. Yeah, well, that's I mean, crazy. that's just how he is. Like he's so, he can remember um, yeah. odd things like that. And so you know, like to this day, even if I was like, hey, like you know, do you want to play? He'd be like, yeah, sure. You just punch in this cheat code or something like that. <laughs> so that's those funny. those are really fun. Um, what else did I have on there? Uh, oh yeah, Star Wars Episode Three. Very fun game. Uh, I what was that one about? I, I don't remember that one. The episode game three? or episode three? What was the cover of it? No, the the game. Uh, I think it was Anakin. The cover... Uh, okay. It was Anakin after he had turned... So what kind of game was it? Because I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Um, It was a story-based game. I think I want to say you played as... It was either Anakin and Obi-Wan or it was just Anakin, but I think it was Oh, both. shit, I do remember this. And, like, Anakin, I remember towards the end of the game, you could shock people because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's when he turns evil. And so, like, I remember once he got that ability, I was like, wow, this is such a cool game. Like, I don't yeah. know, you just, like, you could shock people. Fun fact, episode three, my first Star Wars I ever watched. <laughs> oh, In what? theaters, too. That's, a, that's an well. interesting one to watch. Yeah. My brother was a fanatic, so of course I've seen them all in order. But, you know. I've seen them all in order now. But I remember vividly leaving my grandparents' house, and my dad's like, hey, you want to uh, go to the movies and see Star Wars? I was like, I don't know what Star Wars is. <laughs> what and he's that? like, all right, let's go. And I still remember the opening scene where Anakin's in whatever ship he's in. I don't know the name of it because I'm stupid. Star but then he's, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but then he's got R2-T2 in the back, and he's like talking to him. I'm like, this is dope. It's yeah. fucking sick. Um, I, no, I actually, all the, all the Star Wars movies, like I accidentally watched them all you know, in order without seeing any of them. Because that's the, pretty great. At the time, I... When I was born, I think four, five, and six were out, and so then of course my brother watched them, and so he showed me four, f then five, and six, and then I think one had just come out in like what? <laughs> we're laughing. 
<laughs> Why are you guys because laughing you, when I'm talking? I think because 4, 5, and 6 came out in like the 80s. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's why I, that's why I said yeah. I was no, like, they no, were no. Out when I was you, born. you were just like, they were probably about out by then. And we were like, yeah, they were like well, 20 years okay, before it. Yeah, well, I knew that the first... <laughs> I knew that the, I knew that the first one was out early, but like I didn't know if like the third, like you know, not third, the third. No, I got you. Like we got you. The sixth one. I didn't know if that was like you know like nineteen nineties something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, (laughs) so yeah. Anyway, then the first one was out. I think I want to say that was like oh one. It was something around there. there, So then I watched you know those in order. Yeah. Any other ones, or should we move on to Michael? Uh, Miguel. Just real quick, San Andreas, very fun game. There you go. People that a, love that, that game, dude. People yeah. say that's the best one. It's a good game. I haven't played it. Never have, never will, you know what I mean? Unless they remaster it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, they you probably can't won't. Now. You really can't now. They, they should, but... They, I feel like they, they could just milk won't. money off that, you know what I mean? Oh, they could. They could, but they're not going to. Probably not. Michael, no. what are some of your PlayStation 2 memories? Well, along with Jason, Star Wars Battlefront 2... Hell yeah, dude. Always a classic. I really... I'm so jealous... So, I'm saying this now. So jealous I didn't play that. I've heard so many things yeah. over the years of people being like, Battlefront 2, it's amazing. It's the best game ever. And I'm like, hey, guess what, guys? EA's Battlefront 2 in 2017. Pretty damn good game. Now it's in 2020, anyway. Back then it was shitty. But, you know, I- I'm jealous I wasn't able to play the PS2 one. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, after that... I got uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. That was always a good one. Nice, nice. Burnout 3 Takedown. Love that one. That Which one one's good. better? Uh, Which one's better between the two? Putting the gun against your head. Need for Speed Most Wanted probably okay. the better of the two. All right, you hear that, Burnout fans? Come with pitchforks and come chase down Michael down the street. <laughs> Battle for Bikini Bottom. Great game. Oh. Great game. That's Fantastic. on my list, too. Fantastic. That's on my list, too. It's a great game. I don't remember beating it. I think I did, though. But I got very, very, very far into it, but never beat it. Um, Vice City. Mm-hmm. Another Grand GTA. Oh, so good. Which one's better, San Andreas or Vice City? Uh, I guess San Andreas is better, but I liked, I never played it. Vice City I played with the cheat codes, too. Okay, I was like, you've never played San Andreas, but it's your favorite memory of PlayStation, huh? No, 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 no. I didn't play San Andreas. I just, Got it. I just know that one was better. Uh, but Vice City, I loved playing because I would always have the flying car and the floating car cheat on, so uh-huh. that you would just drive real slow, and the cops would chase you, and they would be going so fast that they just fly over you and not touch you. Remember when cheat codes existed? Those were some good days. Yeah, those were fantastic. Now you got to pay three dollars to get a cheat code. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, pretty much <laughs> <know>. like uh, <laughs> uh, SSX Tricky is a snowboarding game. That I've heard so fun. many people talk about that and, and love that game, and I know literally nothing about it it's except a- for I know people say that the soundtrack was phenomenal. Oh, it was great, but the uh, yeah. so it's a like a I'm trying to think. It's a snowboarding game, but it was kind of um, not cartoony, but it wasn't as realistic with some of the uh, tricks you could do. Yeah. But the tricks were, like, dope. Uh, I beat that game. That game was a lot of fun. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Another one I've heard a lot of people talk about. Always a classic. Always good. And then uh, Crash Bandicoot I played a lot of. Um, I can't think of the name, but I think it was 3. 
uh, or four, I think maybe it was Warp uh, Vortex or something. Thank you. Was that actually what it was? Yes. I pulled that right out of my ass. Yes. I don't know where Warp I found that Vortex. from. That one was my favorite. I loved playing that one. That one was so hard though. I could never get by it, and my levels never saved, so I always had to start over. Oof. It was very frustrating. Did you not have a memory card? I did not know. That's a real shame. I know. It's a real shame. I know because like the. Do it, you remember those memory cards? You remember how much those had on them? Like eight megabytes. Eight <laughs> yeah, megabytes of waiting. fucking storage, dude. Eight <laughs> megabytes. Hilarious. Hilarious. Speaking of, totally off course now. Remember when you would go into those memory card storages and it was so cool. They had each little save icon would be like yeah, the icon of the game. Yeah. It would be so cool. That was so. I good. remember. I remember Star Wars Battlefront was the clone trooper uh, helmet. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Yes, it was. And then Crash Bandicoot was Crash. Obviously, Crash's head. Yeah. 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 Um. I think Ratchet and Clank was a, a wrench, I want to say. I Probably. might be wrong. That would make sense. Yeah. Is that all you got, Michael? Yeah, you that's got all more? I got. That's all, all I right. got. All right. All right. So let me crack my knuckles real quick. And WWE Crush Hour, okay? You can call me stupid all you want. You can say it's just a rip-off Twisted Metal, okay? It's Maybe it is. I never played it's Twisted Metal. Guess what? This is my Twisted Metal, and it's the better game. You hear JR scream into your ears, Twisty, you rockets. You, and then you just fuck up RVD and his four-wheeler, okay? Well, Great game. So you played WWE Crush Hour, which means you did. played Twisted Metal because it's the same game. Well, WWE Crush Hour is a lot better, you know what I mean? You play as Stone Cold. <laughs> you play as Undertaker, who was in the American Badass phase, and he's in his motorcycle, and there's a coffin on the motorcycle. You're telling me that's not cool? I didn't say it wasn't cool. I was just saying. You got Big Show and a big-ass monster truck with, like, the Big Show logo on the front. You got Stone Cold and The Rock. You got all these cool-ass people in there. You're going to tell me it's not cool? I didn't say it wasn't cool. Get in the Can game. you smell oh. what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> I'm going to force you guys to. I'm. Assu- I'm pretty sure that game had local co-op. We have to play it someday because it's a fantastic game. And then right. you guys will finally realize how good this video game is. All okay. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. We already talked about that. Really great game. Fairly Odd Parents breaking the rules. Breaking was also the a rules. It was breaking the rules too. And no, that's not where I got Devinster from. Um, but Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> Breaking the Rules was a super fun game. I remember this one level that probably wouldn't uh, work today where you dress up as a woman and play as a Girl Scout and you break into Vicky's camp. Probably wouldn't work out today. <laughs> but it was a really fun level and I would get caught in the – like if you got caught in the lights, they somehow would know you're a man. And I'm like, this really sucks. No, what are you I talking about? I get that's, sucked. That's perfect. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I suck at this fucking game. And it, it's, it was really fun though. Um, Jimmy Neutron Attack of the Twonkies. Oh Great game. Oh. Dude, you remember those things? They were hilarious. They were I don't the, really... You know, after that episode, like that main episode, uh-huh. uh, every episode after that, they had at least one Twonky in that. I did episode. not know that. No? Like, I did not. There'd be some scenes where it would just pop up look around and then just disappear it was hilarious that's pretty great that's pretty great great. i don't remember much about this game but i do remember being i believe in a library in the game and being stuck on that level for like two hours and it was like such an easy thing and i was like wow this sucks that i just wasted this much time on it um smackdown versus raw was one of the best yes games ever for playstation 2 for me it was like i still remember the the 
cover with the just two eyes, one being red, one being blue. Yes. yes. And it was a That's badass logo. No, it was literally just SmackDown versus Raw. They did one after that. I think the first one after that was 2006. Oh, yeah. And then they kept building on from there. Yeah. But it was literally the very first one was just SmackDown versus Raw. And I was like, this shit yes. is badass. I think it was Vince McMahon on the cover and his eyes were a different color. It could have been just his eyes, yeah. Yeah. And then also with wrestling SmackDown, here comes the pain. I remember this one a lot more. Had Brock Lesnar on the cover in the SmackDown because uh, it's SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Yep, yep. And uh, I vividly remember this. See, this is what I want WWE games to do now. And they keep going the simulation route. This game is so much more arcadey. I remember doing a false count anywhere match. I don't remember who I was playing as, but you can go in the fucking parking garage. You literally could go on the streets of like Las Vegas or wherever the fuck you are. And you can put your enemy, your opponent in a, a grocery carriage and you can push them down the fucking street and knock them into shit. That's it was so right. hysterical, dude. The game was so good. And, uh, I wanted to be back. Nicktoon racing was my Mario Kart, to be honest. Yeah. I did. I didn't, I wasn't a Nintendo guy, really, so Nicktoon Racing was fucking amazing to me. And uh, bring that back, you know what I mean? Great game. Crush Hour is more important, though, so bring that back. They did make they did make a new one, but it's also like 50 bucks, and I'm like, I'm not paying $50 yeah. for that. No, thanks. If it was like 15 or 20 maybe. Maybe. We'll see. The last one, and I have a very vivid memory of this, Guitar Hero for the first time, and this built a monster inside of me, as Jason would know, because... Uh, Jason and I, who went to karate <laughs> together, there's this one day at our karate studio. I don't remember what it was called, but they it was essentially have fun day, and they would bring in a shit ton of food. They'd bring in a shit ton of games. You'd play all the cool games that we did at karate, like Noodle Wars. That's for another podcast. Great game though, and uh, they, our karate instructor. You worked at GameStop at the time as well, so he brought in Guitar Hero, and it was the first time I ever saw anything like that, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I stood there, and I played NIB by Black Sabbath for the first time, and Guitar Hero playing on easy mode, maybe two days later, my my dad was like, we gotta go buy this and get this for the house, because this is fucking sick. So we, so we got Guitar Hero, and we just... One of the coolest soundtracks with some of the coolest songs on there. And then from there on out, I became a Guitar Hero Rock Band fanboy. And um, Mike, Jason, we did not play for six hours that one day. It was absolutely six hours. So the story about that is Jason and I. I wish I played. Jason came over one day. Uh, and my dad and I were already playing Rock Band. My dad would always play. Actually, I think it was Guitar Hero Metallica. It was. And I can tell you why. Uh, it was Guitar Hero Metallica, and my dad and I, my dad likes singing in the game, and I do guitar. And Jason wasn't here yet, and we were playing. He comes over, and we're like, hey, Jason, you want to uh, come on? We're going to play for a bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. So he's bass, I'm guitar, my dad's singing. And there's this one song on there uh, called Merciful Fate by yeah, Metallica, yeah. which is just a ripoff of another band, you know what I mean? Great band. You didn't hear that from me, though, so if you look it up, don't believe that I told you. Um, 
literal 13 minute song we did that song maybe four or five times you know maybe like 17 times oh, it was not that long God. no that's we what did, i'm saying we, though like song well no we it did it in between a bunch of other songs okay, yeah. as well okay. but like you have to think of it though if we did that song like four times and it's like a 13 minute song and that's like an hour right there and okay. then you have all the other songs that we were playing yeah so maybe two to three carry, hours no 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 <laughs> you guys had to have done that song maybe eight times in, no talking about no 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 we straight up no because then like all right maybe we had dinner for like 20 minutes eh? and See? and then went back right back to playing like you know what i mean it's like dang like, fantastic game you know, i don't know what to tell you. just walked into the room like all right yeah keep playing. Well, no, he, he liked it he had a great time <laughs> I don't know, it was just time. that one Like, I loved it, and then we played it that one time for that long, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, right. And now it's Michael, just... It's Michael will be my real bandmate, all right? He'll he'll be my bassist. You got yeah. fired from the band. I just wanted to let you know, if I walk into your house and you're playing that, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, but like, you know. What if you're the drummer? Would that be better? No, dude, drums sucked on that. Drum thing. is so hard, dude. Like, drumming is real hard, because it doesn't feel real, because it's like I... No, because, like, you don't have to beat with, like, the shoe thing and then playing. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, you have to, like, hit hit the floor thing, like, a couple times while paying attention to yeah. the actual colors that are coming down. I don't know. It's 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 harder than it think than you think. I mean, maybe it's just because I was like I don't know, like twenty at the time, and now I'm twenty one, and so it'd be a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, <laughs> I but was like twenty. That <laughs> no, was like ten no. years ago, Jason. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's because I was like I don't know, like fourteen. We'll have and, to try it again. Young, young lead. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Rock Band Five, you better come out on uh, Series X and PlayStation Five, or else we'll be pissed. It's coming, Vinny. It's coming. It better, dude. Imagine it being wait. in VR. Uh, they wait. actually made Rock Band VR. It uh. just kind of sucked. Yeah, I'm sure. Because they didn't do it right. They could have, and I really wish they did, because it would have been fantastic, but they, they fucked it up. But it's okay. That's our PlayStation 2 games, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful memories. I missed the PS2. Great times, great times. It was, a great, it was a great console. But you know what? This is the part of the show where we talk about games we've been playing. But before we get there... Um, what you can do is you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube on the VIPGamingPodcast.com if Where? you want to. Ch- what? Sorry, what did you say? Where? Oh, VIPGamingPodcast.com. What did you say, Vinny? Did you say? Oh, yeah, VIP, VIP Gaming yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Dot com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure? yeah. What did you say? I want to write it down. Okay. VIP. Yeah. Yeah. Got that? Yeah. Gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. Now, how, how do you podcast. spell that? Dot com. VIP. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, You want me to spell it for you? Okay. VIP. G A M I N G P O D C A S T. Dot. Just the period. No, Don't spell that part. C O M. Dot com. VIP Game Podcast. Dot com. Okay. All right. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all on that bad boy. And uh, wait, where is it, Jason? One more time. Wait, is it the VIP Gaming Podcast. Dot com? That's it. That's oh, okay. It. Thank okay. you very much. Cool, Thank cool. you very much. Yeah, I'm happy we, happy we got that down. Here's this the is the part of the show where we talk about games we've been playing. Michael, what have you been playing this week, brother? So, a little bit of Rocket League, you know, dabble. We'll talk about PAX East at the end, by the way. Okay. So, yeah. Rocket League. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> yep. Rocket League is it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Jason? Jason, what have you been playing? I have been playing more of Jedi Fallen Order. Very good Hell game yeah. so far. Got Force Push. 
you know, oh, love pushing nice. people. Ooh, nice. Ooh. And then uh, I've been Good playing time. some PUBG as well. PUBG. How, how, you winning any chicken dinners? Yeah, actually. Honestly, uh, pretty much every single time that uh, Mitch and I play. Oh, um, wow. Okay, yeah. Mr. PUBG Chicken over here, okay? Hey, listen, I ain't saying anything, but, like, you know, I, I have, mean, like, You lost that kills. PAX East tournament two years ago. Dude, you know I mean? don't even bring it up. <laughs> oh, I still can't believe I had those it's things just on waiting backwards. For one year where they bring it back, and just like, <laughs> oh, I'm going in solo this time. No, I just Playing can't. solos? I can't believe that I had those things backwards. I was so upset. It's a real shame, dude. I can't wait for you to beat Jedi Fallen Order, dude. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I had to keep looking at the headset at PAX to be like, what, same. what side does it go on? I was like, I well, like, same thing. Backwards? I think it's, I don't know, I think the guy maybe before me, like, he like put the, put the mic thing up. Like, sure. I think it was just instinctual. So yeah. I was like, oh, like, which way does this go? And I was like, oh, I'll put it on, like, the normal way I u- always use it. And then it was freaking backwards. And I'm like, what the hell? Gotcha. Ah, so upsetting. All right, let's get into PAX East talk. Michael and I went this past weekend. Jason, if you have any questions, let us know. I'm going to start from my personal shitty to best, okay? And shitty isn't a good word because I really enjoyed everything we played for the most part. Yeah. The worst game to me... And I, again, I'm not saying worst, not not a bad game, but destroy all humans, right? Yeah. It's a game that came out some probably PS2 generation. Yeah, I think so. I never played it then. Did you? Nope, I didn't. What? Okay. Was it Godzilla? So destroy no destroy all humans is like this uh, game based off an alien, and he comes to Earth and he's trying to take it over from. Yeah. What I gathered from the 15-minute yeah. demo we did. Yeah. Just invading Earth, really. So what are your opinions on the demo that we played? On the demo, it looked real nice. 15 minutes we got. Yeah, it looked really nice. Um, you know, um, graphics were really nice. It was a pretty funny game. Yeah. Um, there were a couple one-liners in there that were pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I can only imagine what the rest of the game's going to be like. Because mm-hmm. um, I noticed they didn't have a ton of lines in there. Right. Uh but uh, overall, I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, I think my my demo had a lot of issues with it, which kind of sucked. Yeah. There was one where they teach you how to like suck people's brains up, and I tried doing that, and then I did it, but a big flashing green neon light kept going all over the place, and it clearly wasn't supposed to be doing that. And also, my play session, I feel like every time I would, like, any, there would be no audio except for, like, very specific things, like people talking, or, like, even when I'm shooting my laser beam from my spaceship, it wouldn't make noises, but, like, you would hear a little bit of the house exploding if you shoot it, and I'm like, all right, this is odd, and it's kind of unsettling. Uh, but yeah, probably not something I'll buy, but it was something that... That experience. I, I definitely did, but I... I don't know if that would be my kind of game anyway. Like, honestly, like, I... We had 15 minutes, and I think I just stopped at 13 minutes. I didn't even finish it. And I was like, I, I just don't want to, really. <laughs> to be honest. Like, I was like, and this is fine. It, it looks really good. I will say that. Graphically, it's it's really, really, really pretty. But next game, Michael, which one should we do? You pick. Mm-hmm. Which, which one should we go next? Maneater. Man eater, motherfucker! This game, oh boy! Uh, Am I ready for this game? So this is the (coughs) game that we talked about before, which is similar to that Jaws video game Mm -hmm. that came out on Xbox. Or the shark game that's on your phone. 
I've mm-hmm. never played it. No, but god damn. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Honestly. Also, yeah. we got all the man eater merch you could ever ask for. Oh. We got a little shark fin hat, <laughs> which is great. We got uh, we got a frisbee. A, a frisbee. We got a we got a sword. I took a picture of me getting eaten by a shark. It was great. Yeah. It was a great time. <laughs> but what do you but what did you think? Uh, graphics fantastic. I thought the graphics were really good. Um, the characters looked really good. Honestly, overall the game looked amazing. And honestly, the mechanics were really nice. Um, you have an option of you know doing it opposite you know like when you're flying a plane if you pull down you go down if you push up you go up yeah um you could switch that <laughs> and vinny grabbed the uh i sure did i grabbed <laughs> the shark fin hat it's pretty amazing <laughs> but, uh, were you guys wearing that around the whole time i sure was yeah, for the most part he, he was that's I hilarious was, it was hot but um honestly game was fantastic i thought that game was a lot of fun um yeah i mean how'd you feel about it Vinny? i thought it was really cool very pretty right, um absolutely. they give you a lot of cool things that you can do so like you can you can tail whip people which is fucking dope you can every time you eat someone too you also gain health mm-hmm. which i think is really cool so even if it's just a little bit you do gain health um you can do a lot of really cool things, like dive out of the water. You can jump and flop on the beach and like start fucking eating people that are like ten yards up the sand. The shark movements, by the way, are like super accurate. Like everything yeah. the shark does. Really? Yeah. Everything felt like it felt like you were being a, you were a shark. It really did. When they when he like Vinny said, when you flop on the uh, the beach, it it looks it's literally flopping. Yeah, like it looks like a shark would. Like, mm-hmm. exactly what a shark would if it was beached, you know? Oh, that's uh, cool. And then you can jump out of the water, and if you hold back, so you're pointing up in the air, and keep hitting the jump button, you kind of, like, fly a little higher. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty great. You also can jump out of the water and, like, jump on enemy ships that are shooting at you. So, like, I did that a shit ton, and it was really fun. Was like, you could jump out of the water onto them and start chomping at the ship mm-hmm. and chomping at people and drag them into the water and rip them apart. Oh, uh, do you, like I said, you can do the tail whip. So, like, I did that to the ship a couple times. Like, I would tail whip a going. ship, and they go fucking flying. It's honestly just a really, really dumb game, but it's really fun. And it was, like, incredibly pretty. They also have a shit ton of fish in the water, like, all different ones, which I thought was really cool, too. It looks like, and the fish look great, too. Yeah. A lot of detail in that game. But it looked like uh, the game was going to actually have uh, a decent storyline. That's the thing that really surprised me, too, is, like, they show you an opening cutscene and an end cutscene in this demo we played, which honestly could have gone on indefinitely if we didn't do the objective, because there was no time limit. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, they have these opening and ending cutscenes. It, it's really cool because the way they it seemed to have been positioned was kind of like a National Geographic kind of storyline where, like, you're watching this documentary of this kind of asshole guy that's like, I just want to kill sharks because they are the bane of our existence and they're going to try to eat us and kill us all. You guys say they're just living in the ocean? Nah, their main goal is to try to kill us. And this guy's like, I'm going to go murder all these motherfuckers. And uh, then at the end of it, you I'm assuming this is like the first like mission in the game because at the end of it, at the end of it, you get caught and 
Uh, like you, you have to get caught. It's, it's a part of the the game. Yep. And he fucking murders. He grabs you on the ship. He cuts you in half, and then he takes a, a baby shark that was inside of you. I'm not singing the song. I took the baby shark that was inside of the the mother shark, and then he like cuts off part of its tail. I think. I think he mm-hmm. just barked it. He didn't like cut it. I thought he just kind of. Well, he definitely cut it. He definitely yeah, cut it with a knife it, somehow. Like, I, I don't think he cut anything off. Sure. I think he just marked. Might have by cutting it, but yeah, he cut it off and then, or he, you know, he cut him in general and then he threw him into the water. And they, some dude that he's with is like, "Why'd you do that, you ass?" And he's like, "That way, when I find him again in the future, I'll know who I'm killing my prey." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right," but yeah, honestly, it seemed like it had a lot cooler of a story than I really expected. So I'm yeah. very excited for Man Eater. Yeah, Man Eater's gonna be pretty good. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, Michael has been talking about it since almost day one on this podcast. Pretty much, honestly. And we officially got Michael to play SpongeBob <laughs> Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Edition. Oh, Michael, how are your 15 minutes of SpongeBob? 15 minutes of SpongeBob were fantastic. It was a beautiful game. All the colors looked nice, the textures looked nice. The game was uh, all they did really was update the you know the graphics. They made everything just look that much better because the game was a, just a spitting image of the old game, and it was fantastic. It brings you way back, yeah. and I loved every minute of those fifteen minutes. Every so I, I don't remember what level it was specifically, it's but like at the, the end of it, first. is it? it that's. So when you first start, you're coming out of SpongeBob's house, but for the demo, it's like the first place you can go into, which is Jellyfish Fields. Yeah, and that's where you are. Jellyfish Fields. Oh, oh my God! Do you like way? my? Do you like my impression that of it? Actually, pretty good. Jellyfish Fields. <laughs> oh, that's huh? good. That's huh? good. Um, now everybody's gonna like look up that guy's voice, and then <laughs> they're gonna say, "Wow, it's Vinny." Uh, Wow, it's Vinny. Vinny was a voice actor the whole time. On, yeah. <laughs> Vinny has millions of dollars just voice yeah. over for SpongeBob. That's right. That's all I've been doing. Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was fantastic. Jellyfish Fields looks beautiful. There's a lot of stuff. It was pre-alpha, so there's a lot of stuff that wasn't in it. Uh, like Patrick's usually in Jellyfish Fields, or he, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be, but he wasn't there. Um, you did get to talk to Squidward and Gary. Yeah. Wait, Gary was there? Yeah, you didn't. You missed Gary. Fuck! I yeah. missed Gary, dude. Yeah, it's right at the um. Son of a bitch! I did get one of those secret dirty socks though. Uh, I, I got them. Yeah. Well, I got two. Yeah. Well, go fuck yourself. Anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it, it looked fantastic. Uh, Gary, I 100% will be buying this game. Gary was at the um, the gate. You know, when you go through the gate to go to the um. I do. Yeah, he was right oh. there. Huh. I did not notice him. Oh, maybe I did. No, Bubble Buddy was there. Bubble Buddy too, but yeah. Gary was before that. Got it. Bubble Buddy is where you, yeah. Okay, I missed that part. I guess. Beautiful, beautiful fucking game. Like it looks, it's stunning. Um, oh it's only going to be thirty dollars, which is insane. We talked to them a very little bit because they were very busy Cloroxing everything. <laughs> but oh, uh, that's a good point. They, <laughs> Pax East was on top of all of that. They yeah. wiped pretty much every surface. 
and it, they did very good very very good they had hand sanitizer stations all over the place yeah it was, it was really really good i'm very excited for this game obviously I, like this is a really big game for me but obviously bigger for michael he's got more nostalgia behind it than i do but i'm not gonna lie like besides the next game we're gonna talk about this game i came home and i was like i want to plug in my playstation 2 and play battle for bikini bottom oh my god i honestly but, was like contemplating on looking for wires to see if i could get the playstation 2 start yeah I, I I didn't do it because I'm like I I know I'm gonna have a lot more fun with it when it comes out, yeah. but it's thirty bucks. We don't have a release date yet. Hopefully, it comes sooner rather than later. Four K sixty frames per second, baby on PC. Let's go! I can't wait, dude. It's gonna be really good. Oh, uh, they also said that the game was, um, the game's going to be like pretty much like the original, but they did add a few things. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what those few things are. Yeah. Were you able to play as other characters in that game? Yeah. Were you? Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. You were able to play as Squidward. Uh, not mm-hmm. Squidward. Not Squidward. Um, Patrick. You got to play as Patrick. Um, as far as I got to... As far as I went. Oh. Maybe th- maybe Sam. maybe they'll be like, you can play as Squidward at some point. Yeah. Maybe they'll maybe. do something like that. Maybe. But, yes. Um, Patrick and Sandy, you got to play as... And you, too, can buy the $300 special edition of this game, and you can get SpongeBob socks, which oh, they were wearing. Which, yeah, they were wearing, and I was kind of hoping they were going to pass those out, but they did not. They did not give us any socks. It's a shame. <laughs> Last game we're going to talk about that we played there. We played a bunch of other little ones, but they weren't. Uh, we didn't have as much time with them, or, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't interesting. But Predator Hunting Grounds, baby. First game we went and played there. We both played as Predator, and we both played as Fire Squad, which is the Survivor. Fire team. Fire team. Fucking hell. I, I even asked the guy, too. Yeah, I know. And I totally but, forgot. Um, No, that's probably going to be a mis... People are going to call it whatever. Anyway. I'm just going to call them survivors. I'm uh, sure at some point I'm going to get there. Anyway. Yeah. So this game is a asymmetrical horror game where it's 1v4. Yeah, yep. 4. Yep. 1v4. One person plays the Predator. Four people play as fire team with guns. Yeah. Uh, there's different classes that you can play as. There was... Oh, fuck, what was it? There was Assault, there was Scout, which is like a sniper, there was the Medic class, and there was Heavy, probably, Yeah. where you get like a heavy machine gun. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Predator, who's got all his own abilities. So let's start with Predator first, because that's what we started with first. Yeah, yeah. So you start off as Predator, you get this really cool... Like, if you've seen any of the movies, which I'll be honest, I haven't seen, I've seen any of them... F- I don't think you've seen any of them, like, from start to finish ever. Uh, but, you know, you get all his cool abilities, like the infrared sight, and you can see shit there. You can climb up trees, you can cloak yourself, you can heal yourself. It's really, really cool. Um, what did you think of playing as Predator? Honestly, I didn't have a great experience because... I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I'm not really... I've never really played games like that before, uh, but the Predator was really cool. Um, you know, running through the trees, um, cloaking, and the infrared sights and all that stuff. Or not sights, but the infrared. Yeah. Um, I thought that was super sick. Um, some of the abilities were really cool. My time got cut short because apparently there's a mode where it's called... If you if you get damaged too much, there's a mode called Second Wind. You can it's enter, so silly. but you have to like run away first and get into a safe zone to, like, activate it. Right. And apparently, nobody, <laughs> you know, the guy that was kind of helping wasn't really helping. Coaching us through. Terrible coach. 
by far the worst coach ever. It's not. <laughs> um, he fair he failed to mention. He's like hit this button, so I was, and then I hit the wrong. I ended up hitting so the it was either L one or R one. And you picked the wrong one. Yeah. I thought he said L1. I guess he said R1. And what did L1 do? So L1 in the game is that you can actually um, pretty much suicide yourself. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a pretty much a nuke. Like you pretty much just blow yourself up. It's called yeah. self-destruct, obviously. And... Um, and you can't cancel it There's for some no reason. There's no way to cancel it. You can't. As soon as you enter that, that's it. You can't. You cannot just not do it. Like, you have to do it now. And I was like, well, that sucks. So I blew up. And apparently you can take people with you, which I had no idea. No. But you can take people with you. and. Uh, or R1 was heal. And um, he R1, didn't, he R1 didn't do was that. To enter the uh, second win mode and... I thought he said L1, so that's the button I pushed. And he goes, well, oh, <laughs> that's it. I was like, what? I was like, I can't cancel out of it? Like, it's That like, was no, really weird. That's it. Um, yeah, I, right. I played it as Predator as well. It was really, really fun, I thought. Um, the only, I killed everyone because I'm a god at video games. Apparently what can I say? you can revive people and a guy. So when Vinny was playing Predator, <laughs> there was a kid that was like screenshotting because when you die, you like are watching the uh, you're watching the predator which is kind of interesting but um this one kid was like just yelling out every move that Vinny was making like it was insane but so they ended up reviving that kid and then Vinny instantly killed him again <laughs> and it was hilarious cuz it was the first guy he killed every time and it was, I didn't, I it didn't was even fantastic. mean to either. It was fantastic because I was like, man, this kid is so annoying. And then Vinny instantly just killed him. So as soon as it started, Vinny killed him. And then he was doing all that screen cheating. And then he got revived and Vinny instantly killed him again. It was just the best. Yeah, the I didn't best. even realize. I didn't even realize I was doing that. But, the best uh, feeling, honestly. Yeah, that was great. And uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed playing as Predator. He was fun. The only thing that I didn't like is... Uh, I thought it was kind of hard to navigate the area you were in because yeah. what you're doing most of the time is you're staying in the trees trying to not be spotted and whether you have your infrared mode on. The only way you can find people is if you have your infrared mode on and you'll only be able to notice if they're real people if you see these little white blips going off of them. And otherwise, so what the fire team is doing is they're going through a normal mission as if you're not even there and they're facing a bunch of AI fuckers. And they're trying to do their own mission and try to get out before you kill them all. And so when you're on infrared, you see outlines of both real people and the AI. And you don't really see the the blips of the real people until you're, like, really close. And I'm like, well, this kind of is shitty because then I don't, I don't want to attack the AI because they're actually, in a way, helping me. Right. Because they're slowing them down and giving me more time to kill them. And I thought that wasn't super fleshed out. They said he said that you could see footsteps of him too. I didn't see any fucking footsteps I didn't either. at all. But navigating the trees is kind of tough. I'm hoping with keyboard and mouse, which I'm used to, I'll be able to do a little bit better with that. It'll probably be much easier. Honestly. Yeah, we'll see. I didn't think. I think the PS4 honestly kind of set me back a bit. I'm not saying that just because I'm a PC gamer. I just think it was it was a little odd to do. But it was really fun killing people. 
I honestly had more fun when we played. So I played two games of Fire Team because I was like, me and Michael already played Predator, both of us, and I want to play together. He's like, all right, how about one of you guys play with this one? Th- there was a squad in front of us that needed one more person. He's like, all right, how about one of you guys play this one, and then I'll let that same person stay there, and you can play with your friend. I was like, oh, okay. So Michael was like, you should go play because you're better at these games than I am. And I was like, okay. So I did that, and then him and I played. I had a lot more fun playing as fire team. Oh, I did and too, honestly. It was really fun. Like we had voice comms between the four of us and you're constantly like, all right, I'm going to do the mission here. I'm going to go plant whatever I need to. And at the same time, people are like, holy shit, I see Predator like South 242. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you all shoot at him. And then he runs away as he's trying to kill you. And you revive each other. It was honestly just a honestly, really, really fun experience. It's super easy as fire team as long as you're doing it properly. Because three of you can be watching out for the Predator. And one person can be doing the objective. And that makes it so much easier. It sure is. And I think... But with that said, I don't think it's easy enough that the Predator doesn't have a chance because he's got that plaster cannon, Mm -hmm. which if you stay too close together, that has an AoE effect and can damage and hurt all of you. And that can fuck you up. Right, because he can pick you off. So there is a steady balance that you got to do between the two, and I think it's really, really neat. I'm I'm pretty excited for this game. There's a... It's got PS4 and PC crossplay, which is really cool. They're doing a demo for the game March 27th-ish. I forgot what day they said. We said it last week, but uh, keep an eye out for that. I'm really excited. Me too. And that was our PAX East experience. I've also been playing a bunch of different games. I've been on spring breaks. So I've played a bunch of different games. I'm just going to go through them quick. Dead by Daylight, I've been playing. Going through the battle packs. I wasted 10 bucks on it. They didn't put out the DLC this week, and I'm pissed really upset because they're like hey you know what let's fuck Vinny. i know he's on spring break and could actually have fun with this but how about we put it out next week instead i'm like all right go fuck yourself dbd <laughs> battlefront 2 been playing that it's fun still i played mario tennis aces really fun game they've added a shit ton of that game since really? i played like there's like 10 extra characters that really? weren't there before oh. and i'm kind of shocked and i've never heard about it i uh, heard about them so uh, charge up my uh we'll have to play dude it's really fun yeah. it's really fun i played a little bit of that Halo 1 got shadow dropped on PC this week, and I was like, that's really cool. So I went and played some Halo 1 multiplayer, which I've never played. Very fun, actually. I had a great time doing it. It's literally everyone running around pistol shooting at each other, but I had a great time doing it. And finally, because of Halo 1's campaign and multiplayer coming to PC, I was like, I don't think I've ever actually beaten Halo 1's campaign. So I decided... I'm going to play Halo Reach first, and then go to Halo 1, and within the span of, I don't know, three days, I beat Halo Reach's campaign. Just beat it today. And nice. god damn does that game hold up, man. Uh, that game it's so good. Like, yeah. it's in, it's honestly incredible. There's a part of the story, I'm not going to spoil it, even though it's like a 10-year-old game now, but there's a part of the game that I totally forgot about, and I shit you not, I actually got chills. And I was like, this is, this is, Halo is so special, man. And I really hope Halo Infinite is able to rekindle that fire because it died out probably after four. Four, yeah. Even four didn't do that great to my to my remembering. I think four did okay, but five is where it really hit. Yeah, four kind of started it. Yeah, but I'm really excited. That's all the games we've been playing this week. We played a metric shit ton, but now we got questions from Turn Down for What and Coleslaw Chronicle this week. Mr. CC, because Michael's not doing it because he's a bitch. Uh, we got Coleslaw Chronicle, and he asks, 
After that late night spent backstage in dreams, which he's talking about VIP game, uh, VIP gaming backstage, which we just did two hours on the video game dreams. If you want to go check that out, we have it up on the feed. Go check it out. You know, you can check that out. VIP We won't do it again. <laughs> we won't do it again. Uh, I'll spare you the book report. To each host, what game would you consider yourself to be an expert in? What game could you spend talking about for hours on end and just scratching the surface of it? Um, I I would have to go with pretty much any racing game because they all function the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I could tell you how you know best ways to you know do the races and what you should be doing and all that stuff but I think I'd probably think Resident Evil 7 very good game yeah yeah you could talk to me about that for hours oh easily probably could I would if you actually you know would finish it I unironically have been considering not RE7 but I've considered going back to RE2 all week Uh I haven't done it I haven't done it but I've been considering it because RE3 looks pretty fun so I've been considering it Uh, my answer I'm sorry Joe probably Dead by Daylight I've got 1,700 hours in the game. I could tell you each and every single strategy probably and how it would work and how each killer works, how each survivor perk works. I could probably tell you all about it. I could talk to you for a shit ton about Halo 3 and multiplayer and especially custom games and all the games that we played back in the day. Michael Jackson, Longest Map, Halo on Halo. Great, great, great games. But, uh, yeah. It was a great time. I can't wait for Halo 2, 3, and 4 to come to PC as well. Thank you, Joe, for the question. Turn down for what asks. You're allowed to take one item from any video game. What do you choose and why? So take one item and bring it into the real world. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. If I were to take it... Okay, well... Hmm. It's tough because... Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, right there with you. On one hand, I'm thinking of like a realistic thing, right? Of like, you know, GTA. Like, just, I just take, take a, like Lambo a Lambo from yeah, G- something, GTA, yeah, something like that, right? So, like, that's like the most realistic. But like, I also want something outside of the box. So, like, now here's the question: Can I know. steal the Halo teleporter, and will it function in real world? You know what I mean? I mean, it is an what? item. It is an item. So I could, I could. The only thing that would suck is I'd probably have to place it at the other place too. Which yeah, would, I mean, you would you would have to go there once, but once you Wait, go there once, on. I'm go sure right there's and back. some game where you have like a teleporter that you did that like you keep on. Probably, here. probably. There's probably some anyway. Or, anyway. or the portal gun. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be kind of. I don't. Cool. I don't You'd even still play need to portal, like see. but that would be freaky. Yeah, you would like you just jump in a hole and you. Oh keep my going god, over dude, and over. I'd throw up. Well, no, because like. <laughs> When you think about it, right, like, you jump in a hole, and then all of a sudden, going in that hole, you're coming out of that other hole, like... At but a like, different angle, too, right? Yeah, 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 like, that's like, what I'm saying, like, the different angle, like, you know what I mean? I could shoot one on, you know, the ceiling, and then one on, on the wall, and, like, if I, if I, you know... Well, I guess the floor, actually, because I wouldn't be able to jump into the ceiling. I'm gonna go with Halo Teleporter, because that sounds great. Go to Hawaii once, put a teleporter down... Go there anytime I want for free. You know what I mean? Great time. And I get to sleep in my own bed. It's true. It's I true. could do mushrooms from Mario. <laughs> you could just do mushrooms. Just you know? 
But he wouldn't get bigger if he did that. Oh, God, I could do that. Get a mushroom from Mario, grow seven inches. That'd be great. That'd be great. Seven inches where, Vinny? Anywhere, dude. I need it everywhere. You know what I mean? Okay. Every single person needs that. Michael, what's your item? Uh, you know... You felt long and hard about I was this. really thinking. Cause Just I like said, my seven inches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, you know, because I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't know if I wanted to go with that. But I think I'm just going to have to stick with it. The energy sword from Halo. It would be pretty cool. Sell it to the government. Would be sick. Yeah, they're not going to be like... They're going to be like, uh, we'll just take it. Thanks. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, remember in Thor when they just took the all Ooh. the info they were getting? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, sorry, dude. Fuck it. That <laughs> shit happened. So, you know what I just thought of? Think, Thor? Think, nope. Thinking of uh, PlayStation 2. Uh-huh. I can't remember his name. And I'm, I'm kind of mad that I can't remember his name. But uh-huh. the wooden mask guy from... Crash Bandicoot. I don't know why I can't think of his name. I, I know totally what you're talking, about. talking yeah. about. I have no idea his name. I can't remember his name. He but goes Toko Toko or something like that. Pretty much. Yeah. That's from yeah. Banjo. Is well, I mean, there is one from Crash, but that room. That's like the main one from the from Crash Bandicoot. If I could get him, because pretty much he guarantees a second life. So. That would be pretty cool. Although, do you really want a second life? You know what I mean. If you, if if we die to climate ch- if climate change and then you okay, revive well, yeah, on like, a burning earth. Think of it this though, right? Like, you could be that ballsy man that jumps out of a plane like with no parachute, right? Like everyone's gonna be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" You'd be like, "I don't give a shit," and you just fucking leap out of this plane. Right? You just splat and then, all like, over you, the yeah, plane. You, you just know that you wouldn't like die. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know you, you die. Right. You just okay. Well, back. yeah, but what I'm saying is, that is like, you come back. <laughs> no, you could actually, you could like stand like if there's like a you know some like an um a robbery dude, you could just be like, yeah, I don't care. you know, I don't care. Like if he kills me, so what? It's right. Like, dude, you freaking start tackling this guy with like a machine gun to the ground. I don't know, dude. <laughs> now, now. I'm going to put a caveat on this, even though I know this isn't how it works. Yeah. Would you still take it if you were born again, but you were born from, you know, when you were zero or one years old? So, so if you die, you start over? Correct. You start your complete oh. life over. Would you still grab that item? Well, yeah. would I? Wait, wait, wait. So, like, completely So if fresh. he dies, say he dies at 99 years old of old age, he has to start all the way over. Yeah, but, like, I'm tired, like, with the... Yeah. Like no memory, no no anything. Hmm. Hmm. No, he'd probably still have a memory. If you had this, if you had the same memory, I probably would. Yeah, yeah. Easily. If you can st- have your memory, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even if I didn't have my memory, probably I probably would. yeah yeah. Huh. Well, we learned something new about each other, ladies and gentlemen. We yeah. learned something new. He <laughs> might go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess. I guess not. I guess it's a good point. It's a great point. We learned. We learned that Michael would have two lives of the exact same thing and know about it. You know. I guess. We. I know about it. I can change stuff. It's true. You could, but you know what they say: don't change the past, or else you're changing the future. That's what they say. They say it. What they say. They say it. Happens. 
Alright, I actually have a question for you guys. Oh, God. Ooh, ooh. It's my own question. All I'm right. ready. Oh, oh. So, This is a pop quiz, guys. I wasn't ready. I don't like, I know I don't, you guys I don't like pop That's quizzes. I'm, I'm scared. Alright, so. Yeah, if they were to remake um, anything video game related, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. more specifically thinking of the Game Boy Color, right? Okay. Ooh, okay. So you're Would saying remake the console Game Boy Color? Yeah. Okay. Would you, I'm, I'm thinking of this that example specifically, but... Sure. Would you change it completely for the better, or would you leave it original? So, like, for example, in Game Boy Color, I know that one of the issues was that there's no uh, no backlight on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, when you were playing at night, you'd have to, like, you know, hold a flashlight sure. to or something like that. So, like, would you change that because you think it would be really cool, or would you keep it original because that's how everyone always played it? So, so is me changing it do anything negative to, like, things that are on it? No, it doesn't have to. Okay. Well, then I'd probably change it. All right. All right. I mean, I feel like the Game Fuck Boy... Fuck the original, you I know what I mean? The Game Boy is really just a Switch now, like... I mean, kind of. But, like, it's just, like, the authenticity of it, though, you know what I'm I saying? I get it. Like, okay. you know... But, I mean, if someone was like, hey, you can make the N64 look as good as Xbox Series X, I'd be like, oh... Okay, yeah, sure. I would yeah, do that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I get it, because then you're losing your nostalgia of like, oh man, Super Smash Brothers used to look so good, and now it, you go back and it's like, wow, they have five polygons on Mario's face. Yeah. But yeah. I, I get it. Imagine if you had Smash Bros. Ultimate when you were a kid. Imagine how m- fucking nuts you would be go yeah, playing that game, right? You know what I mean? Like, we, we love it now. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't. But you love it now. Yeah. And, you know, oh, you don't like it either. Well, I like it. I just don't play oh, okay. it. Okay. Well, that's my thing. If you were a kid, you'd probably be creaming your pants over Smash Bros. Yeah, Ultimate. like all day, every day after school. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Michael, are you changing it or keeping the same? Michael, Michael's having more of an issue than I am with it. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it had, you know, the Game Boy Color came with that lamp, you know, the plug-in loop. Yeah light that you could get but yeah i I forgot that existed i guess i could i guess yeah i would i would put the backlighting in there no i could play it at night because what would you do jason (sighs) i popped the pop quizzer yeah i would say um to uh mm, 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 like i would want both (laughs) i'd want one for functionality you can't do that can't do you that. That's do against that. your own rules, dude. <laughs> You're like one or the other. I want both. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, I guess. I guess I'd probably update it. Honestly. Yeah. I've never played a Game Boy. I don't think ever. Really? I did. those. I remember the cards. A bigger thing, actually. You guys are slightly older than. No, Jason, you're younger than me. How the yeah. fuck did you play all this cool had, shit? But I, I didn't. Older brothers and sisters. That's a great point, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I mean, a, you have your I've, sister, I've, but she yeah. wasn't into video games. No, she was into that. Super Mario World, which is the only reason I remember playing it at such a young, young mm-hmm. age. But yeah, great question, Jason. I appreciate that. You know, now I'm gonna. That's gonna be a thing. I'm not gonna say it's weekly, but that's gonna be a thing where I'm going to. At some point, just think up a random question, and I'm going to pop quiz you guys with it. 
because that was fun. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed G-G. that. Good, good job, Jason. Good job. Yeah. This is the sh- t- part. <laughs> I hate speaking. This is the part of the show where we talk about new game DLC announcements, and we got a big one that came out just today on March fifth. Ghost of Tsushima, which is PlayStation's um, exclusive game, is coming out June twenty sixth. We just got confirmation of that. I'm very excited. It came out with a really dope two minute story trailer. Highly recommend you guys. Check it out. It looks really, really good. Um, Death Stranding is coming to Steam on June 2nd with a Half-Life crossover, which is just kind of giving, you know, Half-Life cosmetics into the game. But it looks really cool. Like I said earlier, out now, Halo Combat Evolved came out on PC just recently. And a new uh, first-person shooter by Riot Games, same people that make League of Legends, called Valorant is going to be coming out. It's going to be a 5v5 free-to-play shooter set to launch in summer 2020. Some cheap free games coming out this week or month. The Final Fantasy VII demo, Final Fantasy VII Remake demo just came out. So if you guys want to check that out, you totally can now on PlayStation 4. People say it's really, really good. I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy, but hey, don't you do you, people. Coming soon to Game Pass by the end of this month. On Xbox Game Pass, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which comes out next week, which I'm very excited for, NBA 2K20, Train Sim World, and Pikaniko. Pikaniku is coming out. On PC Game Pass, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Mother Russia Bleeds, The Lord of the Rings, and it had subtext, but I couldn't read it, so just Lord of the Rings. Uh, Pikaniku, Train Sim World are all coming to PC Game Pass. Games coming to PS Now in March. There's quite a bit of them. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which will be leaving September 7th. Control, which will be leaving September 7th. If you haven't played Control and you have PS Now, definitely play it. It's really, really good. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. NASCAR Heat 3. There you go, Michael. NASCAR Heat. Ooh, let's get it. Dead or Alive 5, Last Round. Oh, God, how do you say this? Tukidin Kiwami. Took it in too. There you go. Knights of Azor, Knights of Azor 2, Bride of the New Moon, Warriors All Star, and Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13. That's a name. <laughs> Big games updates coming out this week. On March 10th, Langrisser 1 and 2 is coming to PS4 and Switch. On March 11th, Ori and the Will of the Wisps comes to Xbox and PC. On March 11th, Sea of Thieves, Heart of Fire update is coming, which will bring a new Tall Tale, new cannon type called the Chain Shot, new throwable weapon called the Blunder Bomb. Very excited for that. On March 13th, MLB The Show 20 is coming out on PlayStation 4. On March 13th, My Hero 1's Justice 2 comes to PS4, Xbox, Switch, and PC. And lastly, we got Neo 2 coming to PlayStation 4. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been our podcast. We did it. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. We did it. We finally made we it. it. Uh, before we go, like we always do, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, VIPGamePodcast.com. Where? I was I was waiting for it. I was like, wait, they're not going to do it? VIPGamePodcast.com. Check right. us out there. You can listen to this podcast there as well. Uh, any final statements, boys? Did you say VIPPodcast.com? I did, I did. I <laughs> okay. said VIP Gaming Podcast. Oh, okay, you okay. can check it out there. Thank Glad we cleared that up. I didn't Glad want to Glad we cleared uh, It's understandable. But you know what? We had a good show this week. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, we will see you next week. Where? VIP Gaming Podcast. Okay.